And I'm now speaking with Jim Henderson of Aristotle Capital Management. I'm actually speaking down the mobile phone connection to his office in in Los Angeles, California. Jim, hello to you. Hello, Chris. How are you? Jim, I wanted to start by reflecting on where global markets are currently trading. Obviously, we've seen a number of global equity markets reaching all-time highs in recent months. How do you and your colleagues find opportunities when the valuations uh, are, are at these sort of extended levels? Well, Chris, I think there's two points to be made with that. When you look at global markets in general, the the valuations do appear to be stretched. Now, one has to look behind the, the stated valuation measures of the major indices and understand why they are where they are. Since 2008, there's been a tremendous inflow in capital into passive index funds. And as money's flowing into those index funds, they're flowing into the largest businesses that are in those funds because those indexes are generally market cap weighted. So a dollar that flows into the S&P 500, for example, 80% of that is being invested in the top 50 companies. So the other 450 companies are not getting nearly inflows as the top. So that tends to skew the data in terms of valuations. Yes, some companies within the major indices, and this is true with most indices, around the world, they're all market cap weighted indices, is going to skew it towards the, the very largest of the businesses and leave the others behind. Secondarily, in terms of what's been happening um, in the news uh, of late that has, has caused the markets to advance, I, I'd make this point. Markets can move and sometimes move very, very quickly in reaction to news that's either real or expectational in nature. Underlying business values, however, change much more slowly. So as the markets are moving based on all of the euphoria that's happening with, you know, particularly in the states with with a potential of tax policy changes and regulatory schemes changing and all of that, which is all expectational in nature, it's caused the markets to move. But in terms of underlying business values, we're going to continue to focus on what they are. And as I mentioned earlier, they move much more slowly. And, and the, the point of active versus passive is a really important one, Jim. Um, obviously, if the most of the money is going to the top 50 securities, the other 450 stocks in the S&P are going to be less well-researched, which means that there's great opportunities for you and your colleagues to find more attractively valued companies. I agree, and, and I use the S&P as an example, but obviously there, there are other companies outside of that benchmark and, and, and others that um, are in that same boat. There are still tremendous opportunities for us to find good, good companies that we think over the next three, five, seven, ten years will be able to achieve valuations that we see on a normalized basis, meaning when they're operating more near their capacity, what their valuation should be. So, no, we are, we are not short of ideas. But, of course, at the same time, we're going into an interest rate increasing cycle in the U.S. We've seen a couple of rate rises in three months, which uh, right. uh, uh, by, by recent history is, is extraordinarily rapid. And, and, and some commentators are saying we're likely to see two or maybe even three increases in the rest of the year. What impact does that have on your opportunity set? It really does not, and, and I'll tell you why. Yes, there's been two um, increases by the Fed. Now, remember, there were zero increases for an extended period of time. So interest rates had been operating at what I would characterize as a subnormal 
area when you have the 10-year treasury at one and a half percent in the U.S. and in and other places around the world, um, zero. Those are not normal rates. When we look at a business in terms of a, from an investment posture, we're looking at them and valuing them based on more normal business environment. So when we're taking a look at what interest costs may be for a business, it's not you know essentially zero today. It'll be higher at some point in the future. When we look at net interest margins that banks are achieving now, that's not normal. We look at it as a more normal basis when we're valuing these businesses. So we've taken that into account all along. I think it would be foolish from an analytical standpoint, to look at a business and look at their debt level and apply a 1.5% interest rate as an interest expense for that business in perpetuity would really lead one to invest in more levered businesses, right? Indeed. And what impact does merger and acquisition activity have um, in terms of the holdings in the portfolio over the past 12 months? We have had some of that. There have been some businesses uh, in in the portfolio that have been subjected to offers, unsolicited offers from from other businesses. Time Warner, for example, was offered to be acquired by AT&T. That is still in flux right now. We had another company called Danaher that split into two different parts. Um, We've had a number of that happening where we've had corporate actions within businesses that have caused them to split into into different parts. And I would suspect that that'll happen at, at least at this pace going forward. So there has been some impact. But you don't feel that that represents a peaking of the economic cycle and and that life might be, from a greater perspective, tougher going forward? No, I don't think that it is indicative of a peaking of the economic cycle. I think it is reflective of the fact that we are at very, very low interest rate environment right now, that funding is inexpensive, and there's an expectation that that funding cost may go up. So you may see a little bit higher M&A activity today because of that. So it's people taking advantage of the opportunity now because it might not be there tomorrow? Correct. Good. Jim, that's been really, really interesting as ever. We're very conscious of the effort you've made to speak to us this afternoon, so thank you for that and look forward to seeing and speaking to you again soon. It's my pleasure. I look forward to it. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. Any views and opinions expressed are solely those of the individuals and are subject to change. Where individual securities are mentioned, they do not necessarily represent a specific portfolio holding and do not constitute a recommendation to purchase or sell. Please be aware that past performance is not indicative of future performance. The value of an investment may fall as well as rise and you may get back less than you invested. Returns on equities cannot be guaranteed. Equities do not provide the security of capital characteristic of a deposit with a bank or building society.